How can we as healthcare practitioners move from just providing disease management to providing true healthcare? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast that helps you grow your practice and expand your skills as a practitioner. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for wellness-minded people and professionals who are passionate about transforming our broken healthcare system. My mission is to empower 1 million people to go from disease and dysfunction into living their healthiest life possible. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo, and I passionately believe that all disease can be either prevented or reversed. And if you're struggling with or you have clients or patients who are struggling with low energy, missing libido, and poor concentration, and you want to know why, today's episode is especially for you. So let's get started talking about how to test for adrenal dysfunction, also known as HPA axis dysfunction, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. That's a mouthful. So I just like to call it adrenal dysfunction. So before we get started, I want to remind you about the free adrenal resource guide I created for you. You can download it at www.reinventhealthcare.com forward slash adrenal. And it's loaded with charts and test lists and a whole bunch of great stuff that's going to help you on your journey to help your clients solve their adrenal dysfunction. So when someone presents to you complaining about exhaustion, brain fog, loss of libido, and high-stress life, you need to think adrenal dysfunction as a possibility, right? Of course, there could be other causes. So how can we determine the state of adrenal health? Testing is the way to go in this case. So we don't always need to do testing right from the beginning. Some of the approaches to adrenal dysfunction are safe and effective, and we can give them a try right away without risking anything. Some of those are mindfulness practices, avoiding toxic exposure, sleep, and clean eating. Sometimes when people are already doing those things or they're resistant to doing those things, testing is a great option. So we're going to talk today about three different ways to test for adrenal dysfunction. One is blood chemistry. Two is your salivary adrenal tests, and three is a dried urine test called the Dutch test. So when you simply test cortisol in the blood in the morning, like many medical doctors do, we're not getting a good picture. Cortisol has a circadian rhythm, and it's highest in the morning, and a normal cortisol reading in the morning means nothing because of that. So if you're going to be doing blood testing, you really need to be testing them four times a day. And I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of patients and clients who are willing to go to the lab four times in a day to get their cortisol drawn. And as of yet, there's no home test. I wish there was. No home test where you can give them a little strips and they can, you know, pierce their finger, put the blood on a card and send it off to the lab. Not yet, but hopefully in the future. So when you're doing testing for adrenal dysfunction, you need to be looking at patterns. So in the blood chemistry, like our standard blood chemistry, there are clues. 
Most people don't think about that, but there are clues in there and it has to do with mostly electrolyte balance. There's a Dr. Walsh who writes a lot about that. In fact, he relies on it completely. He doesn't like the other tests we're going to be talking about. While I think it's important and a great start, I do think that the more specialized tests are going to give us more information that we can use to help paint a picture of what's going on with this person and their adrenals. And when we start with those diet and lifestyle approaches, just looking at this blood chemistry is great. But if they're not really responding to some of those dietary approaches and you're looking at the blood markers and you're still not seeing them change, it's time for more deep dive type testing so that you can apply their program to different times a day, different herbs, different nutrients, different foods, different mindfulness practices that they can do throughout the day at certain times based on their dysfunctions in their circadian function. So according to Dr. Walsh, these are the biomarkers that he likes to use and I've used them and it gives me clues, but it doesn't give me quite enough. So low or low normal sodium with high or high normal potassium indicate that there might be adrenal dysfunction. And especially when you look at the sodium potassium ratio, and if that's low, that's another clue. Other things that we can look at is in combination with that, if somebody has low normal or low glucose or low or low normal bicarbonate CO2, that's another clue. So we're looking at combination of things. None of these is diagnostic in and of itself, but they're giving us clues. And we're saying, huh, this person might have an adrenal dysfunction. Also, if a person has elevated lymphocytes or elevated eosinophils, that can be a clue. But elevated lymphocytes is a viral marker, right? And elevated eosinophils is an allergy marker. But it gives us a clue that there's some kind of stress on the system that might be hurting the adrenals. So that's it for the blood chemistry. The other is salivary adrenal tests. And these have been around for a very long time. This is where you give a person some vials and they spit into the vials, although some of the test kits, they give them little uh, pieces of cotton that they chew on, get a sample of their saliva, and then send it off to the lab. So we're doing that at four or five times a day. First thing in the morning when they first get up, somewhere around noonish, another time late afternoon, like four o'clock, that's the time when people tell you that they have that afternoon slump. And then before they go to bed, say 10, 10 or 11 o'clock, then if they do have a problem where they wake up in the middle of the night, then you take it on their first awakening in the middle of the night to determine is high cortisol a cause of their awakening. So these tests also look at DHEA. And when we look at these tests, we want to do several things. There's a bunch of labs that do these. So there's no shortage of labs that do these. We want to look at the sum of the cortisol over the 24 hour period. And we also want to look at the pattern of their cortisol. There's a specific pattern that it should follow low in the morning, peaks in the mid, comes back down, and then low at night. And we look at that and we can see where they're out of balance. So it's not just the total. It's not just the sum over 24 hours that's giving us a clue. We have to look at the pattern. So when we look at the sum over 24 hours and we compare that to the DHEA, we can fit them into the older model of adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysfunction, stage one, stage two, and stage three. Stage one is hypercortisolism. So we look at the 24 hour and if that 24 hour is high, 
then we're saying they're in a hyperadrenal state. The DHEA at that point can be high, it can be low, it can be normal. But really, when you see that 24-hour cortisol as high, we're going to say they're in the hyperadrenal state. They're in that stress response state. Stage two is the stage that most people miss, which because 24-hour cortisol is normal, but the pattern is usually off as well, and DHEA is often low. So if you have a combination of high 24-hour, low DHEA, then you're going to have a problem in a, a stage two. So stage two is between one and three. So a lot of doctors will look at that and say, oh, this person's perfectly normal because their cortisol is normal. They're not really looking at the patterns. But stage two is a very common place for people to be. And again, this is the older model of adrenal fatigue, but it still makes sense in terms of dysfunction. And then we have stage three, and stage three is a place where <sighs> they're in collapse, right? You might see flatline, the cortisol doesn't change throughout the day, or you might have very low in the morning or very low at certain times of day that it shouldn't be. But the total overall 24-hour cortisol is going to be low. And we're also going to see low DHEA, usually. Occasionally, we'll see a bump in the DHEA when they're flatlined because the body's in this all-out attempt to try to restore balance. But usually, most commonly, we see low 24-hour cortisol, low DHEA, and a pattern that's kind of wacky. So these are the tests that are available through a number of labs. If you go to the guide, reinventhealthcare.com forward slash adrenal, you're going to see my list of labs that you can get these tests done in. So that's the salivary. I want to add one more thing, which is called the cortisol awakening response, which is relatively new over the last few years. And what it's looking at is salivary measure of the cortisol first thing in the morning, which is usually not the highest, but is right before the highest. It's like, you want to get it first thing in the morning. Like people have to wake up and take that before they even get up and go to the bathroom. So that's where they are. And we want to see a certain pattern of increase and decrease throughout the day. Cortisol awakening response. We have a whole episode coming up on the cortisol awakening response. And I'll show you the different patterns and how those respond. So that's the salivary cortisol testing, adrenal testing. The last one is the one that I use most commonly, which is the Dutch test, the dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. There's a company called Precision Analyticals that does it. Meridian Valley does it. There might be other labs that I don't know, but I've been using the Precision Analyticals one for a long time. Meridian Valley also has a 24-hour, but it mostly tests the other steroid hormones like the estrogens, progesterones, et cetera, and it's a great test as well. But the Dutch test, you can get different kinds of ordering for it. You can order the adrenals only, order the complete, which is the adrenals and the sex hormones, or you can order the plus, which is the adrenals, the sex hormones, and the cortisol awakening response. So you have to factor in people's budget, people's presentations, and order the one that you feel like you most need. The beauty of the Dutch test is that it tests for metabolites. What does that mean? Cortisol is produced. And then it's metabolized, it's utilized by the body, and it gets converted into these other cortisol metabolites that get released. And what we're doing is we're looking at the metabolized cortisol, and we're looking at the way that the body is releasing. So for example, say you look at the 24-hour cortisol, and it's normal. It's right within the ideal range. 
and you look at the metabolized cortisol and it's super high. What that means is we have to look at the body's ability to clear the cortisol. And so we're going to have another whole episode on the cortisol and the metabolites. And we'll go through that and provide you some pictures on the show notes page. If the cortisol is normal within the normal ideal range and the metabolites are low, then we're going to look at, wow, the body is over clearing. You know, it's getting rid of these in a different way. So we'll go through all of that in another episode because it's complicated and I want to make sure you get it. And that's the beauty of doing this test and not just doing the saliva test. So the cortisol awakening response with the adrenal test will give us the saliva and the dried urine throughout the day. We usually do four samples. Usually the first sample is first thing in the morning, then a half an hour later, an hour later, and then there's actually five samples. So we'll go through that when we do the cortisol awakening response section. The other thing that I really love about the Dutch test versus some of the standard ones is they show us cortisol and cortisone. Cortisol can get converted to the inactive form cortisone and then converted back from cortisone to cortisol based on the body's needs and other biochemistry that's going on. What we want to look at here is the fact that the liver and the kidneys are involved in that. And this gives us a clue as to what actually is going on in the body. Is the body like trying to protect itself from excess cortisol? Is the liver overactive or toxic? Are the kidneys overactive or toxic? So it's a really nice look and we can look at the metabolites and whether the metabolites are favoring cortisol or cortisone. Stay tuned. We're going to have a whole nother episode and we'll go into the nitty gritty details, one on the cortisol awakening and one on the metabolites. And I really, really think that you should consider at least starting with doing this test on yourself if you haven't been going and doing this on your clients. Here's the thing with adrenals though. These tests are intended to tell us where people are at in their adrenal dysfunction journey. And it's intended to help you to create a plan to help them with lifestyle, diet, exposures, nutrient status, et cetera. That's the place to start. If someone comes in to see me and they're exhausted and they have no libido and they've been under a lot of stress, the first thing I do is not to order any of these tests. The first thing I do is have a frank conversation about their diet, their lifestyle, mindfulness practices, and we start to put that into place. If someone comes in to see me and they're meditating, they're doing yoga, they're eating what they consider to be a whole foods, plant-based, you know, mostly plants, organic type of diet may not be the right one for them, right? It might be not be the right diet for them, but we have to look at that. We want to look at all these lifestyle factors, help people. And, you know, you want to save people money. You don't want them to be doing test after test after test. Let's do some of the work first. Then we'll look at the testing if needed, and then we'll retest after we've done some different work with different nutrients or different foods or, you know, a detox or other things like that. It's up to us to help people, to guide them and not to get them on the bandwagon of I need, 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 test, test, test. 
We have the power to change this system. We have the power to help these people who have been given up by medical system oftentimes. Oh, there's no such thing as adrenal dysfunction. There's no such thing. You don't have Adsons. You don't have Cushing's. Therefore, live with it. Drink more caffeine. Get more sleep. But not really digging into the nitty gritty. People need our support. They need our guidance. They need our mentoring and our coaching to help them to do the things they need to do, to identify the things they need to do, and then to support them through the process because it's often difficult. So for more in-depth training and resources for health practitioners, visit our site at inemethod.com, download our guide at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash adreno, check out the resources page for other links and how you can deepen your knowledge. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to Reinvent Healthcare. We are part of the movement to change healthcare for the better. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a review. And for more resources to support you in growing a thriving and fulfilling practice, visit our website at inemethod.com.